We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with myself, Roshan Leclerc, on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. to stay safe and protect each other from coronavirus. We do this by cleaning our hands, social distancing and covering sneezes and coughs. We can also do this by wearing a face covering. Face coverings help prevent people who don't know they have the virus from spreading it to others. They should be worn anywhere it's difficult to stay two metres apart, like shops or public transport, or when visiting anyone who's more at risk. Wear a face covering. Stay safe. Protect each other. See hse.ie for more. How to safely wear a face covering. Wash your hands well with soap and water before putting it on. Without touching the front, put it on so that it covers your nose and mouth. It should go right over your nose and the bottom of your chin. Hook or tie the covering straps so that it fits closely and well to your face. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth at all times. Take the covering off from behind. Store it in a plastic bag until it can be washed. Once it is off, wash your hands well with soap and water. This is very important. Wash your covering regularly with normal detergent in a normal wash. Don't forget, a face covering may help prevent people who do not know they have the virus from spreading it to others. It is not a replacement for washing your hands or keeping the two meter distance. Good afternoon, you are tuned and listening in to the Woman to Woman show here on Community Radio Kilkenny City on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we are the only community radio here in the heart of Kilkenny. Last week on the Woman to Woman show, I spoke to Karen Kernan from One Family Island on the issues and challenges for people who are parenting alone, given that early years services have reopened in terms of access to work, etc., and how the additional maternity leaves uh, weeks are not all available to single mothers and how this is negatively impacting their babies versus babies in two-parent families as well. Now, when many of us think of childcare industry, uh, many of us think childcare fees are exceptionally high and for many people it is equivalent to a second mortgage. This week on the Woman to Woman show, we're going to kick off starting the show with a similar theme of childcare and affordability to both parents and to those working in the childcare sector who are on such a low wage that may be choosing to leave the sector. Last night, Kilkenny, Carlos, uh, Deputy Sinn Féin, Kathleen Function tabled a private member's motion on the issues. Before uh, before the motion, Deputy Function tweeted, fees are too high and wages are too low. 
And Deputy Function says that the, the, the fees are extremely high and women in particular are forced out of the workforce as a result. And on the line to tell us all about the motion is Deputy Kathleen Function. Uh, Kathleen, you're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman Show. Thanks very much, Roisin. Kathleen, you've had a very busy week between uh, all your answering questions and everything last week and then this week putting in your private members bill, uh, uh, tabled the private members bill last night. Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically I performed the motion um, and it was debated last night in the doll. So the idea is there's a number of issues. Obviously people are probably aware at this stage that the early years in childcare sector has been underfunded for years. And I think it really kind of came into focus during the whole COVID crisis when we saw, um, you know, just how, I suppose, how much people rely on their local childcare facility. Uh, so there's very issues of sustainability for providers in terms of, you know, a lot of places have closed or are fearing closure and are finding it really difficult to meet the bills of the business. Then you have workers being paid extremely low wages and many of them are still in a system where they have to sign on for social welfare over the summer. And these are people who have gone to college, you know, studied really hard, have degrees, and also are doing the most valuable work you can think of in society in terms of looking after people's kids. And it's, it's difficult work and they just do not get their either recognition or the wages they deserve. And then for parents, you know, it's a constant battle of affordability, of trying to actually get a childcare place in a lot of instances. And then when you do have a place, trying to be able to keep up with payments. So really what we need to see is much more state investments in the sector. We only spend 0.2% of GDP um, on the early years. We're actually the lowest spend in Europe, so it's not surprising that we have all these issues within the childcare sector. So our motion was calling for greater investment and to we want to see a wage scale starting at the living wage as well for workers. Now, during the COVID situation, the childcare workers were paid the wage subsidy scheme at the full 100%, and that's what we're asking for as a very, very first step in the whole process, that they would at least reinstate that at the 100%. It would take some pressure off, because uh, we've seen now, now that places have back, are back open and they're only open a month, we have seen many workers saying that their wages have been cut around 29% in fact from a recent SIP2 survey have said that so we just really need to make sure that there is proper investment in the sector otherwise you know in a year's time as I always say there won't be a sector there won't be an early years in childcare facilities for people because it is getting more and more difficult for providers to keep their doors open parents can only pay so much and very many people then are forced out of the workforce particularly women and um, and then, you know, the wages for workers are extremely poor and it's really unfair on people that have, have a, you know, a dedication to this work and want to do this and have studied hard. They should get the recognition and the wages that they deserve. So that's what our motion um, was calling for. The vote, the official vote isn't until tomorrow, but as we know from last night, the government is putting in amendments and are going to probably vote down our motion, which is extremely frustrating because it really does have valuable solutions and genuine solutions that have all been done in consultation with the early year sector so it'd be nice for a change to see uh, government ministers actually listen but unfortunately that doesn't seem to be changing up here yet anyway and you know i was astonished that was there an amendment uh putting one uh, just the minister want to put an amendment into the bill last night 
He did, yeah. He put forward an amendment that will be voted on tomorrow. Um, so we'll vote against that. Um, and then, like, the bill, the bill will be voted down. I mean, their amendment literally pretty much deletes everything that we want to do. And it's quite wishy-washy and watery in, in what they're actually saying. They acknowledge that there's issues in the sector. They acknowledge it's a valuable sector and it's needed. But they have a commitment, you know, to... Uh, further investment but we really need to see action at this stage yes. it's not just today or tomorrow that these issues have emerged in the childcare sector it's been going on for years um, you know it probably first came to a, a head, to a head for a lot of people it was kind of highlighted right before Christmas with the issues around the insurance costs and then certainly the whole Covid thing has really brought it into into focus and so you know but there's no point in them saying that they want to do this or they want to do that, <laughs> you know, they should really be um, looking at the solutions that, that that people have in relation to this. Because it, will an amend, putting amendments to the bill, the bill, and uh, stall the the solutions and uh, finding the solutions that you have put very, as you said in in your in, in the door last night. You ha- this isn't just something you've been working on for yet today or yesterday or the beginning of COVID, you've been looking uh, and working on this uh, bill for years, if not. Yeah, it's a number of years now. I suppose, um, like back in 2017, I would have done a report for the Children's Committee here in the Dáil um, around, specifically around the early years, workers and their pay and their terms and conditions. So I would have actually travelled around various parts of the country to do that. And there, it was a you know, we were delighted with the report and um, everybody who wor- worked in the sector felt it really reflect the issues that they had and that was passed unanimously by the Children's Committee and then by the Dáil in July 2017 three years later actually I just realised we're in July again so exactly three years later still nothing has been done or acted upon in that and then we have like when the government, if the government amendment passes tomorrow they're they literally delete all of our uh, proposal that was in our motion, so it would it's it's totally it's not our motion basically anymore. So yeah, it is very frustrating um, dealing with that. But you just have to try and keep the pressure on and and keep raising these issues and make them realise that if they don't do something, we're going to be in a worse situation because there are a lot of businesses and sectors that are going to need help and assistance to get out of the COVID situation, they will need grants and rightly so, but no business will try and run Esther's childcare there for people to be able to go to work. And, you know, that's exactly what we were talking to Karen Kiernan last week, as you know, from One Family. Um, the issue is, even during COVID, there is, there is families who could, who were relying on neighbours and friends to even just be out for the childcare. There is no childcare facility for people to go back in September. Yeah, there is very, um, there's kind of a demand all the time anyway for places. You'd often hear people say that, you know, if you hear the question, take them on kids. Like, it, it's, there's high demand in the sector anyway. And, like, this is going to get even worse if mm. you have places. And, I mean, I am aware of places that have made the decision to close locally. And then there's others, you know, that I would deal with nationally as well. So it is going to affect everywhere. I mean, I think I said it last night during the debate last night. I actually got a text from somebody and they were saying that they had heard, just heard that there was a closure in Limerick. So that's 90 staff that now have no work. 
and it also means I mean if it was 90 staff there imagine the amount of families mm. and children are left without childcare and the other thing that sometimes gets lost in the one argument is it's really good for children and their development um, it's like it's not just for people to be able to work. Obviously, that's kind of what we all nearly automatically think about when you talk about the the childcare setting, but it is for children's development as well, for to socialise with other kids, you know. It's Social interaction yeah, and, and even learning skills, for even yeah. learning skills of how to uh, resolve little disputes and things like that and how to make friends and learning them interpersonal skills at a very young age. Yeah, exactly. And like if you know, having so much don't have a learning difficulty, it can be noticed earlier and like I often give the example like the the preschool year is, is now two years. Now I had one child that had one year the preschool year and one child that had two years and even the difference in their school readiness, like it you know, it's it's brilliant for children as well and for their I suppose confidence building and, and all the rest of it. So we don't want a situation where uh, you know, the stuff kind of are, are chopping and changing but unfortunately because the wages are so low and it's not exactly the most attractive of positions given the terms and conditions you will see staff changing you will see very many people already struggling to find staff and that's not good for, for the quality of the sector and that's what makes it even more frustrating when you hear government talk about quality affordable childcare, I wonder do they actually know what that means and do they ever actually break that down and realise if you want quality you have to have consistency and if you want consistency you have to have it that staff will want to stay in the sector and I would say the vast majority that leave don't want to leave but they just feel forced out. And Kathleen when you think about it to actually get a job now in a childcare, in a creche, you've got to go and do uh, a degree. Yeah. And yeah, that costs money, that costs skills. money. It does, yeah, it's a lot of money and you know, you're in college for the most degrees now are, are four years. So I mean, it's a big commitment, and it's it's very disappointing for workers themselves. They think that they've studied and worked so hard for so many years, and then you know, basically, after a few years, they end up having to leave the sector. Yes, and like when you think about it, a, a crash, a childcare facility, it is a business. And as you said earlier on, the one in Limerick that closed, 90, 90 staff, the children, but it's also a business. And and then yeah. the, the unemployment of that staff, will they get another job? Where would they go? And the, it's all about, it's a business that is going down the drain because it's not financially viable to stay in business. Exactly, and that's, that's the other effect. I mean, you will have more people having to sign on for social welfare, more businesses being closed, and then it'll have a knock-on effect if people can't go to work. So it doesn't make any sense for them to allow this to happen. And as I say, even as a an interim measure, as a first step, they could reinstate the wage subsidy scheme at the full 100%. It would take it would allow, first of all, for no wage cuts, but it would also take some pressure off um, the centres and the providers. And, you know, it's not going to necessarily reduce fees overnight, but at least it would be a first step. And I also think as well it would be important for people to, to see that the Minister does actually want to do something about this and wants to take action and wants to take it seriously. Because unfortunately, what we've seen today is just more of the same. And it's very frustrating, particularly to see a Green Minister who you think might be a bit different or you think might have a different maybe you know, kind of socially conscious approach to things, but they just seem to be going down the same road as the previous government and as, as Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael have always done. And 
you know, we've this is tomorrow will be our I think our fourth vote. We've had a vote on, you know, uh, not rent uh, affordable rent, and there's been social democrats at a bill about the living wage. We had one last week about the maternity leave. So all of those have been voted down so far by government. It looks like they'll vote down the bill tomorrow. So just wonder exactly who they're representing and whose side they're on. You know, if you look at all the various groups that are affected by those motions so far, they have voted against. And Kathleen, these are all working people living lives in in their ability to get out and grow and and build and rebuild and reboot the local economy. And you know what? The childcare is a real core value of building that local economy because if you can't go out and build the local economy and childcare and the human and the human development, personal development and social interaction and social skills of the children, it's a real bad it's not even it's a bad, bad, not win win, it's a bad, bad environment. And and at the same time it's unemployment. So it's actually decreasing the ability to rebuild the country economically. Yeah, it definitely does. It has a knock-on effect on everything. It's, it's like, I suppose, when any business um, closes or, or maybe has to let staff go, it, there's always going to be a knock-on, and it's been the exact same for childcare, except in a way it's it's worse because you're, it's obviously affecting children and it's affecting families as yes. well as the workers and whoever might own or, or run that business as well. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much because you're you're up, you're you're on the phone and you took time out to come and speak to us on the Woman to Woman Show here in Community Radio, Kilkenny City today, and we really appreciate that. Will you keep the uh, Community Radio updated on this uh, motion as it goes along? I will. Yep. Thanks very much, Roisin. Deputy Kathleen Function, thank you so much indeed for taking the time to speak to us today. We thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. That was Deputy Kathleen Function. At- bill that she put in last night uh, in the Doyle. Do stay tuned. We're going to go for a commercial break and after that we will be talking again um, about economics and everything. We will be talking to Jackie from the Credit Union talking about the various things from the current account that, that the Credit Union are now offering and the loans and kickstarting the local economy. So do stay tuned. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with myself, Roshni Clary, on Community Radio, KilkennyCity.ie. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with Roshni Clary. You can text us on 086 you're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman Show with me, Roisin Cleric, on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You can call us on 056-7762-777 or you can text straight into the studio by 86 353 And we don't forget, we are streaming live on www.com. Seek, this is all changed, so I get, I get tongue twisted. www.crkc.ie. I'll just say that again. www.crkc.ie. And just click the button and the live button, and you will have here live on the internet and on the waves. 
Now in studio, before we went for a break, we were talking to Deputy Kathleen Function on the motion that she put through to the door last night for the, the childcare and industry, for the, the fees are too high and the wages are too low. And it really does affect not just the, the economy, but also the, the, ch- the children's development, their social skills and, you know everything and they just want to get out and play and be with other children as well as all the other issues uh, that that we're facing with COVID-19. It's been a long time um, in the agenda but so Kathleen Function will keep us up to date here on Community Radio on the bill. We're, we're still talking uh, economics and things but we're all here on the Woman to Woman show. We have Jackie from the Credit Union and today we're talking about the new current account which the Credit Union is offering. And um, Jackie, you're very welcome to the Woman to Woman Show. Great, thanks, Rochie, and I'm delighted to be here. Jackie, tell us about the current account. Is this new? You started sort of introducing it, did you, last year within the staff or and, and then with COVID-19 coming? Tell us about the current account because this is a new uh, product, is it, that you're offering? It is, it's new. I suppose it's been in the pipeline for a number of years and an awful lot of work has gone into trying to get Uh, credit unions up to date and offering uh, more relevant financial services. Um, It's been a long time in the making but on Credit Union Day last October a number of credit unions who were involved in this pilot scheme launched it. We rolled it out to staff on a test level then just to see to make sure it was working before it went out to all our members so we had um, people travelling abroad I happened to be away before Christmas so I was able to use it and just testing for cash back facility for point of sale for ATM usage so we started rolling it out then to our members just before Christmas and we've had really good response to it It, it's it's something that we've never had before and it's offering our members a real choice when it comes to their banking needs. So tell us about what differentiates the current account maybe from an ordinary bank account well, with the, with the credit union, um, it's fully functioning. I suppose with our savings account before, you could get your ATM on it um, and you had access to your money that way, but you had to go to an ATM machine. You couldn't tap and you couldn't use it abroad. Whereas now with the fully functioning debit card, it's done through MasterCard. So anywhere there's a MasterCard symbol all over the world, you can use it. You can use it in your supermarkets, um, you can get your cash back. You can use it to, you know, with our current account, you can set up direct debits, EFTs, you can transfer money between accounts, pay bills. So it gives you the real opportunity to use the credit union as you might have your bank. And, you know, everybody, I, I sort of have a very fondness. I think everybody has a fondness. My grandma, we grew up in Derry. My grandmother, John Hume, was brought in the credit union to Derry. And my grandmother... Uh, John Hume grew up with my, my mother and my grandmother and he got my grandmother was one of the first four or five people to sign up when he opened it up so the credit unions are the heart of Irish culture isn't it? Oh, it is every community in the country is has set up their own credit union or lives very close to one it's um it was a way of making themselves independent like with like yourself, my dad was involved in setting up a credit union locally um, in Bennis Bridge, and that's now part of Thomastown Credit Union. But we're, we're it's instilled in us. It's it's yeah. just such a, a great organisation. It's the ethos. It's all about community and service. 
any money that's made goes genuinely goes back into the local community if it doesn't go back to members. So if you're if you use the credit union to do your business, if you transact, if you borrow, if you use the debit card, you're actually supporting. It's this real. It's like the support local, where you're you buy from your local shops to keep them in business. And but it's the same with the credit union. And you know, everybody. I think it was the first account I ever opened up was my credit union account. Yeah, same here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I had some post office stamps as well. If you want to go back that far, <laughs> but you know, it is a. It, the schedule and fees and the charges and you know it is actually it's only four pound four euros isn't it uh, a quarter isn't it no these the fees it's four euros a month it's a month, 12 sorry. a quarter uh the first quarter is the end of march and then every quarter after that for the 12 euros it covers all your fees there's no charges for direct debits there's no charges for transfers um, you can use an ATM five times during the month you can tap as often as you like you can get your cash back and there's nothing else so it's very transparent you don't actually wonder if you're using it am I using it too much how much am I going to be charged it's 12 at the end of every quarter and there's a couple of concessions onto that our students don't have to pay so we, we would class students anywhere between the age of 16 and maybe 25 so they will get free banking they don't have to pay any fees and also for our more elderly members anybody over 66 will get free banking as well so there'll be no quarterly charges for them either and it's very easy to go in and set up you just take photograph id and uh, proof of address like a utility bill yeah, that's it. It's the same. It's, 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 I suppose, it's a requirement now. We're all very used to photo ID, proof of address, PPS number. Um, we nearly have them in our bag. We have a picture on the phone. So if it's not up to date, just call in. You need to be a member already. If you're not a member of the credit union, call in and join because you need your PPS, your proof of address and your, um, your photo ID. Then you can get your credit card or your debit card and current account straight away and off you go. And yeah, the credit union is really much like, the, as I said, the heart of our culture and our community, just like the post office, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's been around, sure, for, well, we're in operation since 1964, you know, so we've been right in the centre of Kilkenny since then. You know, we started down in St. Canice's, down in the Boys Club, down in the Butts, and it has had a couple of offices since till we sort of... Um, fixed on high street yeah and also like it's, it's like everything else when you go in the credit union you always bump into somebody you know oh yeah it's a real <laughs> it is it's a real a sociable event at times and you notice the same people well not all but a lot of the times the same people will come into the credit union at the same time so you'll as on a monday morning there might be a couple of people waiting to get in and it's it's almost like a social event because they are there every Monday morning and then they meet and they chat. So it is, yeah. It's more difficult now with the COVID restrictions because we had our queue and, you know, you'd be chatting and talking whereas now you have your two metre distance. So it does make it a lot more difficult to have that interaction but the the members coming in still can chat and talk to staff because we have our screens up, we have our sanitizers. so at least... That's still happening. And that really friendly customer service. Oh, yeah, we pride ourselves on that. We have great staff down yeah. there. We really do. We have great staff in all our branches, but we do. We pride ourselves on that. That's our most important. Whereas a lot of banks now have, they've gone away from that uh, customer interaction, customer service with the credit union. You're always sure to get that personal 
customer service interaction. Yes, and but we also offer online for people who prefer to do business from at home because not everybody wants to call in. So we, we, we actually have both and we do both really well. So all our branches are open. We have nine branches across Carlo, well, Carlo, Kilkenny now and Leash. They are all open. So anybody can drop in at any time, do their business, have a chat, talk to somebody. We have a member service centre taking phone calls so you can ring in and make your inquiries, make your loan applications that way. Or, you know, you can do it online, email, go onto our website, make an inquiry, make an application. So I think we have something to suit everybody now. Like we're an all rounder. We really are. And um, Jackie, also the credit union are offering a kickstart low loan rate of only 4.9%. Oh yeah, this is something, this is great. Now this is a really good offering. Um, Because of COVID and because the economy was suffering so much and to kickstart the economy and to kickstart the credit union, um, we have brought in a kickstart loan of 4.9%. You can borrow between two thousand and seventy-five thousand. Once it's paid back over five years, and it can be for any purpose. You know, you can have your car, you can have your camper van, you can do up your house, your insulation, whatever you want to borrow for. It's I a, love a camper van. I know, so would I. It's for a limited time only. Um, it actually was introduced until the thirty-first of August, but we have extended it to the thirtieth of September so that we can offer student loans at that rate because now that the leave insert results have been delayed and they're not, I believe, not coming out until September now. Right. Um, we've extended it by a month so that parents can still borrow at this really good rate for their students going to college. That's amazing, isn't it? Because 4.9%, th- that is a real good saving. That is the best rate that we've had for loans as long as I've been working in the credit union. I don't think we've ever done anything so low and it has been really successful. We have been really busy the last couple of weeks and it's great and it's given the credit union a real boost. But if you're getting work done it's also passing on to tradesmen and on to garages for cars. So it's keeping that the money flowing and moving. The money flowing, yeah, and that was the intention. That's just amazing. Yeah, it is. It's great. And what other offers is there in the credit union at the moment? What other deals can we all avail of? There's um, there's a particularly good thing for students at the minute. Um, we do a scholarship draw every year and it's not based on academic results. It's literally a raffle. So we give away five scholarships of um, €3,000 each. So we give 15,000 altogether to five students. Brilliant. Yeah, so you just have to be, you can be either starting or in college and your course has to be of at least two years and be full time. Um, you just have to have, to enter, you need to have an account in the credit union. You need to have a, a current account and debit card, which is totally free to students. There's no charges at all. And just fill in a form, drop it into us by the end of September. And literally they all go into a hat and five lucky students come out. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so it's really good. Our student offering this year is really strong between our Kickstart loan, our scholarship and the free debit card and current account. Yeah, it's great. So we can't go wrong with the credit union, can Uh, we? You cannot go wrong. Um, I'll tell you, the credit union is the place to do your business. It really is. It'll keep the the local economy going. So if if you have your finances elsewhere, definitely check us out. 
Well, Jackie, thank you so much for coming in. And you'll keep our community radio updated of any new developments within the credit union. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, be delighted to. Our friendly credit union there in the High Street. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for coming in. We unfortunately run out of time for that. But again, the new current account, and maybe if you are a student and you want to set up your your new account and your your um, current account, and uh, pop into the credit union on the high street, and you'll get a, certainly will get a friendly customer service and a friendly customer experience. Do stay tuned. We are going to be talking to um, two lovely girls. And as I said, you know, I couldn't get off to Derry uh, with the COVID nineteen. But however, I'm bringing Derry to Community Radio and to the Airways with uh, two wonderful singers who have um, brought out their own singing um, albums, and um, it's just great. So do stay tuned for, to hear this beautiful music and the Derry Air coming to Kilkenny. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Woman to Woman Show with myself, Roshan Cleric, on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Text us on 086-353-7782. In a dream I dreamt last night Under the morning light Hand in hand with you But your eyes could see right Wow, well that song, I heard that song, I was driving the car and I had to pull in to get a, a takeaway coffee. I know exactly where I was, in McDonald's, just for a cup of coffee, nothing else. And I heard Colin Kennedy play that song. And I and before the intro, I was half listening and half not, and I heard, thought I heard Derry or Kerry. And I heard the song and I said, oh my God, that song is just beautiful. And it just reminded me of home growing up in Derry with the O'Brien sisters and Una Canning and Chuck Bradley and uh, in the youth group that I was in. So I phoned into Anne Nolan. I said, Anne, would you do me a favour? Would you go into Colin Kennedy and ask him, you know, is that band from Derry or Kerry? So she came back and said, yes, definitely Derry. And I said, I'm going to find out who they were. Lo and behold, I went to Facebook and I put up on Facebook. Within 10 minutes, I got people saying, Roshan, they are. I know them. And I said, I knew I'd know somebody who would know that group. And on the line now, we have two beautiful girls who are singing... And they're a singing duo and two sisters, and one of them sings in Amber Light uh, with Paul Casey, and many of you music fans would be very familiar with Paul Casey, singer-songwriter from Derry as well. But on the line, we have Lauren and Bethany Doherty from Derry, and as, as we all say, it's a very a small world because I was sort of, would know some uh, of the these ladies' uh, cousins, and I want to say hello to Trisha Sweeney and all the Sweeney family because it happens to be related to cousins so lauren and bethany you're very welcome to the woman to woman show here on community radio kilkenny city 88.7 fm thank you thank you oh my god you know i heard that song and i just i was actually brought tears do you ever have a song that just brings an emotional reaction to someone and you don't know why but it just it just brought up all the the senses within me Mm, oh yeah, yeah definitely 
It's so, good when, it, when a song connects with uh, a person like that too, so that's good. <laughs> and tell me, girls, you you are two singers, and uh, Lauren, you are also singing with Amber Light with um, with Paul Casey. But you're also two sisters and in your own right, and you perform as a duo as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, Beth and I have been doing uh, music all our lives, basically. Um, We've been doing from school shows when we were in primary school right through to secondary school and then we both have our degrees in music as well so it's always been in the family from a young age and we've that's always what we've wanted to do so we've definitely uh, gone on and pursued it um, and we're loving it, we're enjoying it, it's going well so far. <laughs> so girls, tell me, like we all want to know, how, when did you start singing and who were your biggest influences at a young age? Um, so we start, we started singing really, really young. Um, as I say, going, doing the school shows and being in various choirs as we were growing up as well. So singing has always kind of been a part of us growing up. Um, I'd say we, we really, really love the likes of Eva Cassidy. Yeah. Um, Katie Tunstall is also a cool one. I, I, I like as a girl who plays guitar. I'm always looking for other ones who, who play guitar as well. Um, but yeah, we really, really like the folk, Irish folk music. And then we also just love um, creating different versions of different pop songs that we love. We just wanted to like recreate them ourselves. Yeah. So that's kind of what we kind of started off doing is just covers and stuff. But um, once we kind of got to a stage then, we were like, maybe we should write our own stuff. And then that's when Paul Casey got in touch as well. They start writing their own stuff as well. So that's what we've been doing over lockdown as well. So it's a, it's a new venture now, but... Yeah, we started started ages ago. Just like oh, music's always been in our in our lives, really. And growing up in Derry, I know because Derry's are very is for the singers now. You're paying me to stop singing, but I, I didn't get that, <laughs> unfortunately, from Derry, the, the Derry air. But however, <laughs> so you started off singing in school choirs and in schools as well. Yeah, yeah. And a mass yeah, well, and singing at mass and weddings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we um Beth and I were singing as we grew up as well when we were in our like teenage years. We used to do like the folk group up in St Mary's in the Craigan Chapel and then we moved to um the Karen Hill uh, folk group just a few years back, but then we started doing masses and things like that by ourselves as the two piece as well. So yeah, we're we're heavily um heavily involved in the um church and mass services, so um, that's always lovely. We've been doing it from a young age, and we were always involved in the search. We help out in the search group also in Derry, and also um, the core group. So faith has always been a big part of our lives as well. And just the search group, and I was actually uh, a member of the search group. It's a youth prayer group, isn't it, uh, in 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 Derry? It's like oh, it's yeah. the younger version of Coseo. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Search actually celebrated um, 35 years just a few Sundays back there, so they always get a great turnout and great support from... Um, there's a lot of young people um, who really enjoy coming to their Search weekends and their meetings with other young people who enjoy mm-hmm. their faith mm-hmm. as well, so it's great to see. Well, it certainly did... Um I suppose really it embedded my faith as well and yeah. my faith got me through an awful lot and the one thing you said uh, Search celebrated its 35 years and that I was I was one of the first people in Search so oh, oh my gosh. god but oh, it is gosh. wonderful because when I heard your tune and as I said to you earlier on the phone when I heard uh, Colin Kennedy play your music it reminded me 
of the folk group and the youth group that we had singing, as I said in my intro, the O'Brien sisters, Una Canning and, and the Canning twins and Chuck Bradley and oh, Marjorie Doherty. And, it, and I knew, it just reminded me of Search in that folk group. That's where I was yeah. when I heard it. And you yeah. were also in Search. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's all like it. It's all And so you say that you're you're both now writing. You're getting into that cr- your creativity of writing your own music. But you also studied music, and you studied music in McGee College in McGee University now in Derry as well. Yeah, um, um, as I say, I'm three years older than Beth, so I studied my degree first at uh, Ulster University in McGee, and when I was first looking at courses, because I knew music was what I wanted to do at university, um, the McGee campus, their um, course was more practical, and that's what I was looking for, which was um, really what enticed me to um, do go to McGee, so I loved it, and then I went back um, and did my master's in performance as well, so um, McGee's university was... Right, so it was, yeah. And then Bethany, you you, you were you started you went there in two thousand and fifteen, uh, thirteen to sixteen. Now correct me on that one. Yeah, I started from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. Yeah, but it was it was an amazing experience. I suppose I saw Lauren how well she she got on there. So I was like, I suppose I should go there too. It's always it's one of those sisterly things. You just kind of copy the other one. <laughs> And what what kind of genres do you like personally? What kind of music genres do you like um, influencing your songwriting and your performance? Um, well, we were both classically trained when we first started at um, the Ulster University. Um, so the genres, I think me and Beth have the same genres that we both like, but um, Beth would really, when we're writing and our writing styles and the chords and stuff that she uses, it's, really like American country mm-hmm. um, so I would be more into like Irish folk and things like that like Cara Dillon and as Bev said Eva Cassidy and things like that so we both have different um, genres that we like personally and when, when we bring them together we kind of create our own um, unique um, sound mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about Derry and the Derriere, Derry has produced many, many great international singers from Dana, from Phil yeah. Coulter, even Dee Ream and Fergal Sharkey and um, mm-hmm. many, many more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of big names that come from Derry. So um, even though Derry's quite small, it's, it's got um, a heart for music for mm. definite. And so tell me, girls, right, so you're starting, What? How, how do you get into, do you just sit down and start playing tunes or, or do you decide, what in, inspires you to write a song? Well, I think um, what I wanted to do really was, especially since when we, um, when our mum passed away last year and when Paul Casey got in touch with the photograph song, that actually egged us on the um, start writing our own music and start writing, like putting down kind of our feelings on paper. We never really done that before. It was quite a scary thought <laughs> for me personally. Um, but I think it's just, it makes it easier when you're writing about what you're going through at that minute in time and um, being able to sit down and just play around with chords and just being free to have whatever comes out on paper, um, just just let that be, is also kind of such a relaxing feeling. And, and we've do, been doing a lot of that over lockdown um, just to kind of let our feelings out and let whatever comes out happen and just just whatever's meant to be will will happen so it's been a great experience um, I'd say we yeah we just let whatever comes out on the paper and then play around with a few chords as well it doesn't really come we haven't really found a, 
an yeah. act to that yet. <laughs> There's no real method, I don't think. Um, we actually sat in two separate rooms and wrote down, um, I wrote my words and Beth wrote her words and then we came in and yeah. picked a sequence of chords and things like that. So it's kind of, there's not one set way of doing it, but um, we're getting there. So just, because we're going to do our outro on the 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 the, al- the, the, the single photographs, just yeah. tell our listeners about the story uh, behind photographs. Yeah, so um, photographs, Paul Casey actually came to us um, and said, would we like to collaborate on a new song that he was working on? And we thought it was perfect, especially with our circumstances of only our mum just passing away. And we just really um, connected with the words. Um, and we think everyone really can, can connect to this story. Not Maybe not of like a loved one passing away. It could be any kind of relationship and maybe missing someone or letting go and like all those kind of topics kind of fall into place with this song. So we really thought that was great to um, put out there and it would be relatable to a lot of people. And it certainly is, because when I heard it, tears just went down my my cheeks. And it's not mm-hmm. that I was biased, because it was, it was actually, it really, it was just, it just brings out the emotions, like good songwriting and good music does. It connects to the emotions, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. A lot but, of people connect the lyrics um, yes. first off, and then the kind of melody, then they would listen afterwards. Mm. But, um, yeah, words are very powerful. Well, I'm certainly going to play it on the Woman to Woman, your, your music, the two songs on the Woman to Woman show. And if you get any more, send them down to us here, to or, to us to Community Radio, and I'm sure all the presenters will play. I know Colin Kennedy certainly will, and Joe Donovan will. So, definitely. And, girls, it's a pleasure to speak to you. I'm homesick. I need a, a cream cookie from, <laughs> Do- from Dory's Bakery in William Street <laughs> right now. And, um, you know... and. You both went to the same primary school I went with, and my, had we Aww. had the same. Um, I had the same primary school teacher, and you had the, he then became the headmaster. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Mickey McDade, so hello to Mickey McDade. And so we're just coming to the end now, running out of time. So again, Lauren and uh, Bethany Doherty from Derry, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. And I'm going to say hello to your your cousins, uh, the Sweeney's, Trisha Sweeney. She's listening in today. And to all the people in the Glen who grew up, and not only the Glen, also the Derry girls and... She is from uh, Jamie Lee. Her mother grew up down the down the street from your cousins as well. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> so hello oh, to the McGill God. family. So yeah. thank you so much indeed, and uh, keep keep up with the Derriere and singing out them tunes, and we'd love to hear from them in, going forward in the future. Thank you, thank, thank you so very much. much. So thank you. That is um, two lovely girls, Lauren and um, Bethany Jordy, and with the music here, photographs. It's a beautiful song. Until next week, stay well and stay safe, and enjoy this derriere. And stay tuned for Samantha Rawson with Kilkenny today. When I look at these photographs. I am standing there with you, with you. As I sit by this telephone and I wait for you to call, to call.
We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Mm-hmm.